Hello, everybody. Do you want to do that again without taking your glasses off at the same yeah. time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Oh, no. Uh, Can I try it? Oh, oh, no. He's ruined it already. Oh, I felt all right earlier. For some reason, I've just, I've had too much coffee. Oh, yeah. It's a new yeah. year. Come on, do a proper oh. one. Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of 2020 of If You're Happy and You Know, with me, Miles Chapman, Ricky Graver, and Sam Underwood. Um, I hope you all had a lovely Christmas and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> Nah, should, just, should, we just well. leave, should we just leave it there? Fucking hell. Yeah. Oh, no. I think that's sort of... Oh, I haven't got the energy for any of it. Honestly, I felt all right earlier, but I just mm. feel... Oh. No, I was, brought, I was brought up with, thank fuck, that's all over. <laughs> and uh, do you know what? I feel a little bit like that. I'm, I'm, pleased it's, I'm pleased it's all done and dusted. And I didn't really do a lot, did you? What did you do? Mm, I, I just I just got very drunk for a long period of time. See, how about you? You've you done that as well. No, Matt, why do you automatically presume that's what I did as well? Well, because that's what you do all through the year. It's not even... It's, not <laughs> it's even just, that's just ridiculous. No, I didn't. No. Um, I, uh, I had some a quiet time with family and um, went away to uh, Norfolk for New Year. It was lovely. Oh, that sounds terrible. What did you, you do? What did you do? I no, no booze whatsoever. I just, I just like. Didn't have one drop of booze. No, no, I didn't. I, I, no booze. No, I didn't do. I didn't really. I just sort of had a little break, really. But I don't. I didn't need a break, to be honest with you. Do you need a wee? No, I'm just. You're rocking up and down. I'm rocking up and down. I'm just. I'm, I'm basically falling apart. Is the truth. <laughs> stop uh, tapping your glasses. Yeah, stop tapping. Stop. Oh. So anyway, what 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 was? Uh, did we get any questions? You know, we yeah, asked we for do, some we questions. Do, we're doing the questions episode. Yeah, let's 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 <coughs> let's kick off with the questions. Right, I'm going to try and keep it rain on it because I know what you two are like. Go on then. Ready? Go on. Yeah. Right, we've got a question from Franco. Hi guys, love the podcast. Just wanted uh, to know, as you are actors, is has there been a time in your life that you've had a panic attack or symptoms of IBS? And if so, how did you overcome? Can it? I answer that first? Because I actually think I'm the actor around here, not Ricky. Right. So, right, who you acted with then? All sorts. Yeah, you don't need to know. Oh, you, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't been in the league I've been in. Oh yeah, yeah. Go on, you answer it then. Uh, no, go on. No, go no. on. No, go on. I want to hear it, big actor. <laughs> he's not. He's not done that much acting, but he has had a lot of IBS. I've had a lot. No, that's very oh, true. Yeah. I have had a lot. Oh, you're enjoying that now. Now yeah. they're slagging me off. Yeah, he's happy now. He's cheered up. Forget the acting. Just go into the IBS. Right. I've yeah. um. Uh, yeah, I've had it numerous times. Uh, yeah, and I normally tend to find that panic attacks and IBS, or just the shits, tend to go hand in hand. Really, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're, they're kind yeah. of um, they're a bit like cheese and pickle. <laughs> they're very very happy roommates, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, um, yeah I've I've had. Um, in fact, I'm glad he's brought this up because while I was away in New Year, uh, I had a panic attack, and I had it on. New Year's Eve in the afternoon. I haven't had one for years. Right. And it just came out of nowhere. It was absolutely right. horrible. Um, I just kind of wasn't expecting it, and it hit me like a juggernaut. And then I had to go back home. Um, I had terrible diarrhoea. Yeah. And I, <laughs> so anyway, listen, and, uh, no, the question no, was, hang on. when you're acting... No, 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 hang on. Yeah, I'm getting on. to that. Yeah. And I had to have a lay down for an hour. I just felt absolutely terrible. Yeah. So, um, yeah, sometimes when I'm... 
I don't actually have one, but I do feel the stress of or, or the worry of getting on set and doing a good job. Yes, can absolutely. Bring when you done that bit of acting with Ricky Gervais, you, I bet you went to pieces, didn't you? Oh no, I was strong, mate. Strong as an ox. <laughs> yeah, it didn't bother me at all. <laughs> I own that room. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It was the, that was the first proper big job I'd had. Yeah, I was absolutely terrified. Yeah, I was. I I, I felt that I shouldn't be there. You know, and it was. Uh, it's quite a frightening well, well, I think the thing with us, when you do a bit of sort of comedy and then you, you get a bit of acting now and then, it's like anything. The more you do stuff, the more it seems comfortable with you and all that. When you, you're, like I do sort of comedy and then I'll get an acting job out of the blue. Can you do this? Can you do that? And then if, because you haven't done it for months... I think there's that big, mm. that is that big build up. Back. Yeah. Whereas if you're a jobbing actor, going from one little job to another, bump, bump, bump. It's like anything. The more you do it, and people are just committed to acting and sort of doing theatre in between and constantly. I suppose the biggest worry with someone like me who's dyslexic and that is, is the is the learning the lines and getting the lines right. Mm. If you're you know if you're improvising, if I'm improvising, I'm totally comfortable. But it's being put out your comfort zone, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. You know. Yeah, and that that that's the that's the thing. And working with nice people make you feel comfortable. Oh yeah. If you've got a good director who who, who just makes you really feel comfortable when you're working with actors who who are giving, because some are really not. You know, I've worked with actors who's like when when it comes to um, when it comes to your close, I don't even want to be there. I just want someone to sit in. Mm. You know, and yeah, just think, yeah, yeah. oh, who the fuck do you think you are? Oh, really? You've had that, have you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I ain't going to name who, but I've had, you know, Miles, different times. It, it Miles, was me. Yeah, yeah Miles, it was me. Miles, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I've, um, no, I, I know, yeah, I think just acting in any, any any moments of stress or worry can, yeah. can bring on IBS and, and ultimately can bring on a panic attack. I mean, you know? I, I, you, IBS and uh, feeling sick as well were the two things that stopped me acting for a long time. Right. I um, I was on stage once. Uh, back in 2012, 2013. Right. And, uh, and I'd, I'd suddenly started to feel sick on stage. No reason whatsoever. Mm. Uh, and I thought I was going to, yeah, thought I was going to throw up and basically had a panic attack uh, in front of 200, 300 odd people. Oh, and then uh, and then I finished. And then and that was at the start of the run. And then about three or four days later when the run finished, Seven or eight days later, when the run finished, I uh, it just got worse and worse and worse the whole way through, and then I've, yeah, I've not been back on stage since. So you, that got in your head, and it just time totally got in my head. In, yeah. yeah, and then and then that sort of that pretty much sparked off my anxiety. I think you, you know. too want to try a bit of stand up. That'll sort you out. Yeah, I'm I'm starting in February. You're oh, going to yeah. do stand up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Then you'll then you'll have panic attacks. Oh, thanks! thanks. I can't wait. <laughs> oh no, you shit, will. shit myself. That'll be my act. Just shit be- myself be- on because stage. What it is? You're just you know. There's just you up there, and I, I can't tell you. Sometimes I've I've had a real horrible because I think the ingredients. You, you know, you need to be a good comedian. One of the, one of the main ingredients, I think, is oh. they've got to be a little. Well, I think a little part of you's got to think you shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I think if you start believing you've really got it and you're really funny, and you, you know, I know there are people out there, but them sort of corporate comedians, but you turn to Michael McIntyre. Well, it's just you know, <laughs> he's funny, he's naturally funny, Michael McIntyre. Yeah. I, I will say that he's got funny bones in it, but it's if you 
the real funny people, the people who've got funny bones, and I think what happens is what makes you laugh is having something in common with them. And I think there's part of all of us that thinks we're a bit shit. Mm. And then when you sense that for someone, that's why, you know, someone like Tommy Cooper would get great big laughs before he even said anything. Yeah. Just because you knew. You knew he knew he was a bit shit. (laughs) You know, and if if he seems too mainstream, you know, someone like Spike Milligan, you knew knew there was part of them that thought they was really, really rubbish. And I, I think that's a real... I don't know. When it's, I think people warm to that. I think I think because yeah. they, they see that it, it it sort of like reflects how they're feeling and it makes yeah. it seem like they're human. Do you know what I mean? I've it, drove you know, to drove to a gig. All my vision's been all over the place. I've been in, felt in a terrible state, really stressed. Pulled over. I've been sick. I've been, <laughs> I've been, I've been sick. Throw it up, really. Bit, yeah, really like tearful, thinking, what am I doing? I, I you know, I even got an act. I'd, I'm not a comedian. What am I? I'm just a fraud. I'm just trying to get through this. I don't want to do this no more and all that. And you go out, take the roof off somewhere, storm it, get a standing ovation, drive home, you know, drive home. And you, you think that was all right, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it all goes out the window. But have you, have you, know, you had a Have you had a gig where you've absolutely died? No, I haven't. And That's I bet, inter- yeah. I, and, and when I say that, people don't. I, I, do you know what though? I will say this. I'm, I, I think I'm probably maybe the only one I do know who hasn't died. Died. I've had an art gig where you've come out and the sound's been terrible, or your the setup's not right. It's not set for comedy. And you'll have an hard one, but I'm sort of if it, and I'm I'm not proud of this, but I've sort of prostituted myself for the laughs. So yeah. what I mean is, say say I'll come out there and think, oh, I, I I sort of played a lot of rooms that played the unplayable. You know, I've chucked someone over my shoulder and run around the room with them and all that, and everyone's been laughing and all that. But I knew because if I stood in that little box in the corner, no one would have even listened. Yeah, and I've been in difficult situations, but. No, I haven't. I haven't really died, and, and I wouldn't like it. But some some comedians and big names, I've seen them die on their ass, but because they're committed to doing what they're doing, mm. and they're braver than me, if you yeah, know what I mean. Of- you know, it's not it's not because they've they've gone for the laughs. And sometimes as well, I've done a gig. I've done a gig where I've done just true stories. So rather than going out and sort of doing gags and performances and all that. I've just gone out there and thought, I'm just going to tell true stories that are sort of quite dark and funny. And you get, so you've got long silences. And where you're used to sort of every 20 seconds, big woofs of laughter, them long silences, you sort of shit yourself a bit. You think, oh, leave off. What's going on? You know, is this going to be all right? Fuck, have I lost them? But at the end of it, the weird thing is at the end of it, them gigs is when you're going to get the biggest adulation if that's the word mm. it's when people really appreciate you sort of dropping your guard and that you know the one thing if bit of advice I can give you for, for stand up Miles is when you go and do it is to try and drop your guard and be yourself mm. because what we often do is go out there and try and hide behind mm. a bit of a character and I yeah. think the more you give the more you get back okay so yeah thank you who was that question from that was from uh, let me just open my iPad. That was from Franco. Does that answer your question, Franco? 
Well, you can't answer, so I don't no, know. No, how can he? Well, well, you know. Well, all right, okay. I hope, well, you do hell, think I it's Sam, mate. I can say without. All right, I hope it answers your question. There you go. Yeah, well, I'm go. not saying anything. If, well, I, if, if I had one bit of advice for Franco, it would be just. Try, I know it's scary, but try and hit it head on. Don't worry about shitting yourself or throwing up or any or, or any of the other stuff. Just uh, just try and face your fear because I, I promise you it helps. Yeah. And the thing as well, don't don't let that that fear of IBS and it rule you like because it will just shrink your life so much. You'll end up avoiding so much because of it. Mm, don't let yeah. that win. Just. Like Sam, Sam said, just do it anyway. I went through. I just I went through a phase when I thank God I'm over it now. That whenever I went somewhere where I thought I might get caught short, I'd take an emodium. So Ooh, I was getting yeah, to the point. Yeah. I was saying about I three or that. four a week, and my shit would come out like aggregate, like granite. <laughs> it would just build up my body. So I, like, I had a thing when I first <clears> used to do stand up. There's a liquid called kaolin and morphine. Kaolin and morphine. Yeah. I was talking about the so other day. Actually. I used to get through bottles of that. So I used to drink, <laughs> used to drink loads of them. It's a separate, didn't it? Like yeah, a brown, yeah. The emodium thing. I, yeah, I did, I did do the emodium thing a little bit. For, but you did. You have to. What I what I also do as well is when I've got gigs coming, I eat very plain. So I eat things like you know scrambled eggs and toast, yeah. and I won't eat really rich foods because that's another big thing that can really. Really set you yeah, off. Sorry, but you it still off. it still worries you then. Needing the toilet can, on stage. It can, it can do, yeah. yeah. If, if if I'm if I'm honest, yeah, it can do. It's not so much the. It's not so much the. I wouldn't worry if I, you know, just want to go shit a bit. But you, what, you, what you don't want to do is actually, you know, unload on stage. Like, yeah, it, exactly. We don't, you know, that yeah, like filth, that did. vile All filth. Right. But the thing disgusting. is, you know, when you got, you know, the difference between. I'm sure, especially since you're a past master like me, you know the difference between I can probably hold this in for 20 minutes, half an hour, oh, or and no, 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 this that is this, is, this is happening in the next five seconds. This, happened, this is already happening. This is I'm, already I'm, I'm now just this. a passenger. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got to sit back and watch it all unfurl. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so thank you, Franco. <clears throat> Cheers, Franco. Uh, right. Um, we've got a... Rattling through these questions, aren't we? We are, and we've got 20. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Shane. Gents, are you reading? Oh, this is below the belt. He said, are you reading? In brackets, well, not Ricky, obviously. Sorry, Ricky, couldn't resist. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> is that Shane Richie, was it? <laughs> <laughs> are you reading any good books about mental health from sufferers or otherwise at the moment that you could recommend? I've just started Notes on the Nervous Planet by Matt Haig. I'm currently reading Jog On by Bella Mackey. Starting reading again has helped my state generally and reading about how other people are suffering and maybe dealing with their state comforts me knowing I'm not alone. Uh, uh, yeah, so um, I, I hope you don't mind me chipping no, in. Go on. I, when I had my sort of proper breakdown, um, uh, apart from uh, uh, CBT and medication, th- there was a book that got recommended to me, to me by, by Paul David and it's called At Last A Life. And it is absolutely fantastic. I, I read it cover to cover. I read it two or three times. That's so good um, about how to get past and over anxiety and how to get your life back. Um, and I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. It's called At Last of Life, um, Anxiety and Panic Free by Paul David. And I'll... Um, We'll put up an image on there. Where you can get it on Amazon. I think it's only like yeah. We'll six. put we'll put some links in the, um, uh, and the email. Absolutely, it saved me. I thought it was an amazing book. I think the best yeah. one. Well, one of the best books I've ever come across was the uh, the Chimp Paradox. Which, yeah, which you talked we, about that. Before. I, I've it's talked good. about that before, which is really good. So, 
you know, I, I did try and read it, um, and, and, <laughs> and 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 just to you know, just to reiterate what you said, Shane, make you happy. I, I actually, um, I did get it on. Someone got it for me on the talking books as well. You know, like where it's just a lot of audio, 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 audio book. But audio, the irony is, but I did, look, I did look at the pictures while they was talking. <laughs> the the irony is, is that you got the reading ability of a chimp, and you, yeah. So that that works out well, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? They probably give me the wrong book, you know. <laughs> it was, it, and I did. Yeah, you, you had a little I bucket. Of, you had a little bucket of fruit and a tire, didn't you? It wasn't even. It? it wasn't even the chimp paradox they gave me. <laughs> it was. It, it was. It was called chips paralytic. But I thought he said it because it was two long words. I got. Oh. Um, um, no, but I, that really that sort of. I, do you know what? As well, it's it's about what's good. You know, there's other books out there. You know. Um, Power and now, Cartoli mm. was really good. It's like it's taking little bits. Like for me, being dyslexic, so I just remember little tiny sentences here and there and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll tell you what's really good. What is really really good? Getting a little bit of an understanding. Daily Mail. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Nave. <laughs> Nave. Nave. I call it old club. Love arts. <laughs> <laughs> get a pack of love arts and yeah. I'll tell you what they cheer you right up all <laughs> the jokes and an ice cream stick it's a lot lovely of, we'll have yeah, a good laugh I've gone, I'm, I'm, I've gone now I can't even remember what, it was, what I was going to say <laughs> well, next, next question next no, so look, can I just say before we go on to the next one I, 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 I really understand your question because at the moment if you go into a bookshop it's yeah. just so many books. There are a lot of books. And it makes it even worse because online there's so much advice. And some of it actually is can be contradictory. Mm. So it can be really difficult. But um, I could recommend that. But I was going to say, Sam, do you have any? Quick, yeah, any um, I'm that? currently reading Johan Harry Lost Connections. Someone recommended it to us uh, a, a while back, actually. But I've only just got onto it and started reading it. And that's really good. I'm really enjoying that. It's, uh He's not necessarily a, a sufferer, but he's done a lot of research and he's gone. A, he's gone all around the world, um, you know, uh, meeting people and um, like people who have it, people who have studied it, and um, yeah, it's, it's really quite interesting. And um, we also got sent a book um, by Lynn Crilly called "Hope with Depression," um, okay. and I've read the first couple of uh, couple of chapters, and that's really good. But that's not out yet. That'll be out on January. Oh. January 18th. Okay. Or maybe the 20th. Oh, that right. sounds good. It's, it's in the next couple of weeks it'll be yeah. out, but that's that's really good. So go check that out as well. Yeah, I think the, the thing I liked about the Chimp Paradox, it gave me a little bit of understanding. It was put together by this professor, and it's, it gives you a little bit of an understanding how your nut works. Mm. So rather yeah. than say sort of do this, do that, and it really, for me, it, it really resonated it really did. It was, it, you know, it was amazing. Um, no, I, so, you, you know, I think it also it's about what works for you, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It? You know, if, if you sort of read someone's story and you can relate to it a lot, if it's some something you can't relate to, that that's yeah. the hard thing uh, to sink in, uh. isn't it? I think well, that's, that's the thing. Is, yeah. is, I, I, I always relate to it more when it's, I've been through this and this is what has helped me. Yes. It might not help you, but whatever. Yeah. I, that I relate to that. And I find that stuff helps me way more than just the sort of checklist of, oh, get up and make sure you have a shower and feel better. Yeah. Like, yeah, go for a walk. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sleep well. 
eat well. When, when, or when you're feeling depressed, the last thing you feel like doing is going for a walk and eating and sleep. It's just... Can't, yeah, and also my, my my mental health issues stop me sleeping well. Yeah, well, there you go. So, yeah, so. I'm not, I, just, I spoke to him earlier. I spoke to Miles earlier. He said he goes to bed about... He, he went to bed last night at half nine. I went to bed last night at one o'clock in the morning. I didn't sleep till four. Well, there you are. So welcome to my world. I'm the same yeah, as you, Sam. Yeah. So I went to bed about half two, went to, bed, went to sleep about half three, four or mm. something like that. Woke up this morning like, like a dead body. <laughs> just like, it's yeah. absolutely, it, I mean, it's, it, that's, that's. I had a good nine hours. I know. See what I mean? I don't even think you got Yeah, fuck push. off. There's nothing wrong so, with So, do you know what, though? This time of year, this is a real. I had a. Just quickly, we'll go around before we go back to the questions. Mm-hmm. I had, after Christmas, I had three days. I couldn't get off to sea. Yeah. So dark, so. Suicidal, so not wanting a beer no more, so not wanting to just face anything, not washing, not thing, you know, just mm. just not wanting to move, couldn't wake, couldn't wake up, wanting to just get lost in dreams <laughs> and all of that. So, see, love, look at him lapping it up. But I believe because I overindulged in all the grub and all that, that's what done yeah, me. Yeah. And because you overindulged in the booze and the grub, probably. Yeah. yeah. But. This is that time of year where everyone's got, you know, they go, oh, I've got this little flu bug going around. No, what's happened is you've absolutely slaughtered your, uh, yeah, your yeah, system yeah. with, your all, system, with all this yeah. crap. And so when you're really low, you get pick up little viruses and stuff like that. And it, And I think it's a real... It can be a real depressive time of year. You're going to have some sort of episode. Thank God, you know, after three days, because I, I, all I kept saying to myself... It's gonna pass. It will pass. But oh, I, you know, at one yeah. point, at one point after Christmas, I was crying and saying to Maria, "I've got to get help. I've got to get some medication. I've got to get something. I can't." <laughs> Why do I find? I don't know. I tell you what it is. I know. I tell you what it is. I love it's, it. It's the vision of you. I know. That... Slaughtered. <laughs> I know. I think this you is the know, most, oh. almost the most, most vulnerable we've seen Ricky on the podcast in a while. I know. And do you know <laughs> what he does? And, and do you know what he does? Miles phones up and goes, so how are you? Are well, you really bad? And you can tell <laughs> what he wants. He wants me yeah, to say yeah. I feel oh, really I feel shit so yeah. that he gives him a little lift. <laughs> it's not, look, I, I'm only laughing because it, look, because I've been there, I know how awful it is. It's like, I, I tell you, give an example. This yeah. is probably one of my shit analogies. When you've got a hangover, it's the unfunniest thing in the world. Yeah. When yeah. you haven't, your mate has, it's the fucking yeah, funniest thing. And it is because you, you've got a point of reference. You understand what it's like. No, and you know it will pass, and it always does. Listen, I don't care if you like, like, like it's, it's, you know, now I can look better. Like, but you know what? I was in that place where you can't even, I couldn't raise a smile. It was like, oh, it's so, it's, it, it, it is so, so horrible. And then you start thinking, well, what can I do? You start weighing it up. You know, should I be looking at, should I, for me, you know, I can't, what you said, I can't read and, and can't read well and absorb it and all that. So, you know, I start looking at YouTube videos and all that. And But when you, you're in that place, sometimes you feel so detached from all of that. You don't even want to hear it. Because it no. all feels like a load of bollocks, yeah. and it all feels like, yeah, that, yeah, that's all right. When I'm in the mood to do a bit of mindfulness, but at the moment, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for a bit of rope. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That that sometimes you just you, there's no there's nowhere 
else to go and you start trying to boost yourself up boost yourself up and sometimes you just got to let it you've got to let it pass yeah and it does yeah. I mean is that the worst you've had it in a long time a yeah. long long time I mean because I, I actually was I was actually thinking I want out oh, I was actually horrible. thinking I want out why are you laughing I'm not laughing I wasn't laughing no, that, I, no it is look, it, the reason I'm laughing is a wry smile <laughs> Yeah, go on. Okay, but next question. Next let's question, let's go move on. Um, so this came in from Instagram. Uh, no name uh, apart from Communa Crew. Hello again from Tokyo. I'd love to know all your thoughts on what partners and family can do to support someone with depression. Patience. Um, yeah, I think... Let I'd Sam say, come in I'd here. What say, do you I'd, say, I'd say be, be patient. Um, try and... Don't try and understand why they're feeling like that because realistically you're never going to find that out it's very unlikely they even know um try and talk them through their feelings at the moment at that very moment in time because they may very well differ from day to day hour to hour um and just let them know that you're there for them i think is probably the best thing to do mm. um forcing and not forcing because you you know you, you never do it uh you know, you'd never pressure someone you love into doing something that they don't want to do, but don't, don't try and think you've got an answer for something. Um, mm. Just what I was going to say, Sam, exactly. Yeah. Don't start putting, giving people advice. Yeah, because, exactly. Because unless you know. The irony of us giving advice. <laughs> unless you, yeah, but unless you know <clears throat> that terrible feeling. Mm. I also think as well, you know, there's nothing worse than someone who, who don't suffer uh, from anxiety and depression, telling you what you should do. Oh, and how you it's should the do worst, it. isn't because it? Because you just think, as if I don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> as if I don't, you know, you might as well say to me, look, do you want to stop being fat? Just eat less, exercise a bit more. <laughs> oh, fuck me. That never crossed my <laughs> Where mind. Where did that yeah. come from? You know, like, so, you know, don't say, you know, pull yourself together, go and give yourself a solution, go for a walk. And as if we don't know all them things, you know, um, We've got a different, but I think Sam is absolutely spot on. Just let the people know you're there for them. Um, I'll tell you what is hard, an hard one though, and I think a lot of people don't know what to do, is do you come in, you know, and put your arms around them and cuddle them and, you know, our, do you, it's got to depend on the person. you got to ask them. Because sometimes know, right? I feel like I really need that mm. and another time just contact with anyone makes my ears, like my Stand scream, yeah. you know. I mean, I just, maybe it's just a case of asking what do you need? What do you yeah, need? Go at their pace, you know, yeah. not yours. So, yeah, 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 that's, that's you a good call, Sam, actually. Um, what do you need? What do you need sort of sums it up. If all else fails as well, just get them sectioned. Yeah. Chuck them out. Save them from themselves. Or shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, uh, no, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think uh, just let them know that you're, you're there for them um, and try and try and understand the best you can. I think like, like Ricky said, the worst you can do is offer advice, especially if you've never been through it. Yeah. If you have been through it and you've got out the other side, there's probably some help you can give them. But it's it's support and going at their pace, isn't it? And knowing that you're there for them. Yeah, no and, not, and not pushing anything on no, not absolutely. You know, it's all right to say, well, you know, 
about this and about that. And you can tell by some, you know, you ain't got to tell you, you can tell by someone's reaction whether, whether that's the right move or not. It's like getting in the cab and the, and the, and the t- taxi driver just non-stop speaking. You know, yeah. I just shut up, mate. You yeah. know, but obviously, you know, if he says, yeah, weather ain't been all that, is it? And you sort of join in, then you sort of ask him for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, right. Uh, I hope that answers your question. Um, if not, send it in again. We'll do it again. Where was uh, that in Tokyo? Though? Tokyo, yeah. List is that in Tokyo. Wow. Yeah. That's nice. I think his name's Tom. I think he's coming. I think he's emailed before. Tokyo Tom. Tokyo Tom. Nice. I think. I think. Yeah. But uh, okay. if that is you, Tom, shout out. Yeah. Um, uh, this is this one's actually from my aunt on Facebook. Oh. Um, hi guys, love the podcast. Uh, yeah. Thanks, nice. Lorraine. Nice. Thanks. Um, do you ever wish we could go back to a time before smartphones and social media? I can't help thinking our mental health would improve hugely. We've recently banned them at the secondary school I work at, and it's refreshing to see students talking to each other at break rather than sitting on the walls staring at their screens, which is ironically what I'm doing now. <laughs> it's a shame the minute they walk off site, they're back on them, but it's a start. Um, I'll, could I jump in if that? All right. Yeah. So um, I think there's I think there's two answers to that. I, I go back to when I first. Um, became ill and didn't know what was wrong with me. There's a noise just coming. I think that's Miles' washing up. It's the up. fridge. It's the fridge for Okay. Uh, and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And if social media had existed then, I would have found out very quickly and got help a lot, lot earlier. So, you, are you sure you don't mean the internet? The internet and social media. Just Would, well, you, have known, would you have found out through social media? Or no, the no, internet? through the internet. Okay, through oh, the okay. internet, yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, but also further on that, been able to connect with people on social yeah, media sure. about what's wrong and getting help. Yeah. Um, but I do think that social media has a lot to answer for the current state of people's mental health because of constant comparisons with other people, mm. wanting a certain lifestyle and not being able to get it. And, and I think, yeah, I think social media has a lot to blame for, for mental health. I really believe that. But I think also there's some positives out of the internet as well. I think that the resources for getting help are just huge. It's 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 amazing for yeah. that. I really really believe that. But I um, think that I think we need to make a massive distinction between social media and and help you can find on the internet. Yeah, yeah, otherwise, yeah. otherwise, if you lump them in together, then that's just internet. The internet is bad, and that's not. I don't mm. think that's the case. I think social media is very um, very good for certain things, but. I think using social media as a tool for personal accounts mm-hmm. um, are very, uh, they can be really poisonous. I think I, I, I like I've got, I think if you use social media in certain ways, it, it's, it's okay. But I, I, I've come on Facebook recently cause I just I can't stand it. I can't stand all the, political arguments that happen. I can't stand scrolling through and seeing all these people doing all this different stuff. Half the stuff I can't be bothered. I don't even know why they're posting it. Half the stuff I don't, I'm, I'm like jealous of it. I just, I, I don't know. I just, it gets me into the wrong headspace. Well, just so cut, I just, that's a really nice admission though, to say that because it yeah. starts to lose its power because jealousy yeah. is one of the things. That's the really, worst thing. It yeah. can really get into your nut, you know, and then, and then, then with jealousy follows on resentment. Yeah. And the resentment yeah. is what eats away at yourself. And, you know, it, so I, I, I think if I'm honest, yeah, I think that phone has fucked me right up. Here's <laughs> it, it, the long and short of it. Yeah, yeah, I get good things from it. So some, you know, some of the things. Sometimes what I do, Sam, is is that um, 
when I can't sleep like you, I'll put on relaxation stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and I've got that, and I'm listening to that. But I'm, you know, I'm sure that if I didn't have that phone, you'd find another way, and probably better, better way rather than being plugged into the, you know, in, into the yeah, whatever. So you know, I, I'll use it for that stuff. But and on art, I have got a real bad addiction problem with that phone. Yeah, I yeah. am staring at that from morning till night, and I'm sure that has a big effect on my depression and your what or your well being or lack of yeah, it. Yeah, and, have you ever tried taking the apps off, like taking Twitter off and taking Facebook? I know you're not on Facebook, but taking no, Twitter off. I'm, well, I think I'm, there's a Facebook page that sort of turned into a fan page or something. You yeah. get this over so many followers. So what that also means is that people can f- uh, be my friend on Facebook, but I can't befriend them. So they just think I'm giving it the big one. <laughs> so, but that's not the case. So I, yeah. I just can't really work it very well, and it, you know, any. But all of that stuff. But just, just constantly staring at your phone and and, and yeah. going from one thing to the other. But with someone who suffers from depression and and mental health issues, you you try and get lost. For me, I get try and get lost in anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I try. You know, Miles tries to get lost in other people's misery, which cheers him up. <laughs> But, but I, you know, I'll get lost in anything. I'll just flick through and keep looking at the same shit and I don't even know why. I'm, I think I've spent about four days looking at um, old old uh, work tops. Old work, uh, I can't even think what they're what, called. Kitchen work tops? No, no, the old, I can't think what they're called. Work, like work, work benches? Bench. Work benches. Yeah, I can't even think what Why, why are you looking at them? I don't know. Do you need one? I was going to get one because I thought it looked quite with it in my in my old way. I've got <laughs> you know an old one with a big vice on it and stuff like that. But I've started staring at them and I've become like obsessed with them. I keep looking at them, looking at the same ones, and, <laughs> and I'm thinking, what am I doing? Like it, it, it's not important to my life. I, I, I don't. But that's, need but that's, one. that's exactly what happens when you like the amount of times yeah. that I found myself in a in a YouTube hole at four o'clock in the morning. That like I'm looking yeah. at like. Top ten scariest McDonald's restaurants. Yeah, like, yeah. Just I've some done that. Yeah, yeah. Stupid and, and, video. And, like. and the weird thing is, is that after eighteen months, of, um, uh, whether I get one or not, I'll probably get one of these, you know, workbenches, pay a fortune for it, and, and it's going to be shit. <laughs> and I'm just going to be staring at him. And yeah, so what'd you get that for? It's horrible. Am I going to get rid of that? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But what is you know? And what you said, like that McDonald's thing, you get lost in that, but it's not. I really think it is really. I've, I've, you know, I think I even might have said this as a resolution: is to try and get off that phone because it's mm. just too. It's too much. Yeah, it's really, really too much. I feel like social media in general is a is a blessing and a curse. Like th- this podcast wouldn't wouldn't exist if we didn't have social media. I don't think because we wouldn't we'd have no way of promoting it otherwise. No. But at the same time, you know. Uh, it, I think out of all of the social medias, I think Instagram is probably the is the one I prefer most because I don't follow most of my friends. Mm-hmm. I just follow um, I follow accounts that either have stupid, funny videos, things that I'm interested in, things that I find informative, uh, and I've, I've followed a couple of friends here and there. Um, but I know people who follow who follow only their friends, and they find it 
insufferable because they can't my, because every, my, everyone puts their 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 best life. Everyone puts yeah. this projection of, of course they do. You know, what they are. Yeah, Miles just follows people who's going to get him on his in his career. Yeah, and a few uh, fetish and a few fetish people, and that's it. That's pathetic. It's diabolical. They're on it. They're on it, mate. Stop picking on me. Sorry. I think in I think in general, social media is is good for some things, but for mental health, it's that is pretty yeah. terrible. And I think you just you hit the nail on your head when you said what was it? The both sides of it. What was it? It's a blessing it? and a curse. It is a blessing and a curse. A bit like you know Meghan and Harry. <laughs> yeah, it is. What do you reckon? I was just saying. What do you what, what do you reckon to that? Have you got an opinion? Does it matter? Do you know what? I couldn't give a flying fuck. No, because I, <laughs> no. I could not no. No. give the last. I just can't God, so believe. Energy, I just can't believe that is news. the headline news. What? What's happened? Uh, so they've decided to step away from uh, from royal duties. Well, you know, first line. It's been all over duties. for a few days. So obviously oh, not, you don't. Oh, yeah. yeah, and you're doing the right thing. Don't even. Who gives a that. shit? No one Who cares. It started. You know, it's just it's just complete nonsense. There's people dying and getting killed all over the world and we're hearing about that no, yeah. not interested there's people dying and being killed and homeless all over London yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. And, we, and we've got to talk about that nonsense we've got to talk about two people who get all this money free fuck yeah. off yeah um, okay let's move yeah, on anyway <laughs> um, I hope that answers your question Auntie Lorraine uh, next question next question from Megan <laughs> yeah, yeah. do you think I've made the right decision <laughs> Hello, Megan. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, uh, we th- yeah, we are really interested in your yeah, um, uh, I think we might... I, I, annoyingly, I, have, I didn't double-check this, but it's a funny thing. It's a funny question anyway. I think we've had this question on before. Um, it's from Russell, and he says, nice. what's the most ridiculous thing you've tried to get rid of depression? What do you uh, uh, I've run a I've, I've run a cold bath. That was that was that was advice. Laying in a cold bath. <laughs> I'm pleased, so pleased. I told him to do that. Right. Because, so I read. What some, a mug. So I read. Run a cold bath. So I ran a cold bath, and I got in it for about a minute, and I got out, and I had depression and cold bollocks. <laughs> so there you go. So that's the most ridiculous one. And I think I think as you know the early the early days. Before I even really knew what was wrong with me, I was doing all sorts of weird things. I was, uh, you know, just eating fruit all day. See if that made a difference. I was, I got obsessed that I had some sort of weird food allergy. So I'd cut out like wheat, and then I'd cut out meat, and then I would just just to try and make myself feel better. There is something. There is something in that though. Oh no, there is. There absolutely is. I didn't know what was wrong with me, so I I was trying anything and everything to try and get rid of it. Um, Yeah. Running a cold bath and sitting in it, that was lovely. Yeah. I think the, the worst, my, my worst one of all time, I think, was the uh, the really poorest attempt at suicide <laughs> was uh, when I just took everything in the in the bathroom cabinet and washed it down with a load of Lemsip. <laughs> and because uh, I thought even that would add to it. And I, but but ironically, what happened? I, I was a kip for about two or three days, and when I woke up, I felt brand new. <laughs> so you know, it was a bit of a backlash. I don't really know. I was just sort of out. What were you taking? What was I don't it? even know what was in there. Was it? I don't know. Can you remember taking it and laying down in bed and going, "This is it. Good night, world." It was, probably, <laughs> and then waking up going. Oh, it, 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 yeah, I, I, I remember sort of. I remember laying there and thinking, "Oh, this is it." And I, I, I didn't even look all the tablets. I probably took like you know, 
300 of the pill or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Contraception pill. <laughs> <laughs> just full of estrogen. Yeah, just loads. Just, <coughs> just woke, yeah, I just, I just, uh, <sighs> just woke up and, you know, started. Uh, Worming pills for the dog. Yeah, I just, I just, I remember, you know, some of them was painkillers and something like that, so there was a bit more serious. But there wasn't enough to do the damage. But I, you know, if I'm honest, I think it was probably a big cry for help. Anyway, mm. <laughs> yeah. you know, he wasn't. He wasn't that really. You ever done that? You ever done that one where you just slowly go under the bath water and just hold your breath as long as you can and thinking I can do it now and just think and then and then after about like less than a minute you come like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've had it where I've stood, yeah, I've, I've had a similar, but I've stood on the train station and thought it just would be so easy now for me to just throw myself in front of that train. Mm, it's yeah. coming through and I can see it spin. And the ve- I was quite pleased that the very thought of it sort of stopped me doing it, but mm. I have felt where mm. actually, Will you, you know, think that you, next time you think that, try it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Because who knows, mate? No do one wants you though, around. Do you know what, though? To even just to... In reality, to even just have that going through your mind is mm. very sad. Yeah, and you know, and you know, sometimes people we don't know what goes through someone's mind before they do do that. But it could be just a fault like that. In some cases, you know, obviously some people plan it and do things that can just snowball on, mm. roll on, and all of a sudden, in that mad, in that mad sort of second. It's just you know it, it, we we joke about it and we laugh about it, but there's there's a lot there is a lot of lot of sadness there. Mm. I had a, I had a weird um a weird experience yesterday because I've got a friend of mine who's she's in the East End and she's she's dying. She's basically just gone in with an illness and it. Terminal. And within yeah, and within a couple of days though, no, not a slow progression. Just one of these people don't go to doctors oh, or strong. They've just said you know you're smothered in. In whatever you know, and you, you know, in his terminal, you're not. It's not going to be long, and all of that. And people look at stuff like that in different ways. Like some people say, "Oh, you know," and it, and it's terrible. And you and you get everyone sort of who are visiting the same things. Like you know, when you're talking out of earshot of the person who's not well, mm-hmm. it's like that's why you got to live every day and enjoy every day mm-hmm. and all of that. And even when you see someone that ill and know, you know, life life can be short and mm. it can be I don't know whether that makes you more depressed or makes your life like more or anything. I don't think it really I don't even know why I'm saying this. I'm just sort of saying <laughs> it's one of those it's one of those situations that happens a lot now. You know, it, it seems that people I don't know whether it's just me getting older, but it's a lot of people sort of getting illnesses around me and stuff like that and, and you sort of think, well, am I next or is someone close to me next? You've got to enjoy every But I, I think the pressure of trying to enjoy every day can sometimes make you go even more depressed. I, I, no, I agree. Really yeah. I, think I only get those thoughts when I feel all right. If I feel really depressed, that thought doesn't occur to me. Mm. Oh, you just got to live every day because you think to yourself, mm. if I live every day feeling like this, I don't want to live it, thank you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just, there's yeah, no yeah, point. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a direct question because I met someone saying this. <clears throat> I've heard several people say they would rather get cancer than depression because depression's so, or that's a real, I know that's a very sort of stark very question. Very stark, very polarizing. But it's yeah, true. I, I, I think, I, I think there's yeah. a, there is a thing in there saying that, 
because I know cancer isn't. I'm not poo pooing. You dreadful. can't. You can't. No, I mean, no, no. You so, can't. There's so many layers to it. <clears> so many course. levels to it. Of you course. Can't, but I've heard people say that. You know, they, if you could get a little, you know, if I could get a little mole on my arm, they found that it was cancer and they cut it out. I, the, instead of depression, a million mile an hour. But, yeah. you know, if I go somewhere and I find out, you know, I've got, I'm going to be, you know, go for stage, chemo. stage 12 bowel cancer. Well, there's, that's what I'm saying. You could, there's no comparison. Yeah, there isn't. No, there is. But I'm just saying, I've heard people say before they've had it that bad, they'd rather, they've had cancer as well, and they'd rather have the cancer than depression because mm. it's so awful. Mm. Um, but I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying that either is worse than the other. I'm just saying that you know, um, when when you're in a bad state, you, I never think to myself, "Oh, we got to live every day." Like it's, it's better, it's better the you, devil you know than. I'll tell you what. Yeah. You, I'll tell you what I did do with my friend who you know is not well, and I and, and I have done before in the past <laughs> with other people who have become terminally ill. Is I've looked at their. I've thought, what did they do with their life? Mm. You know, and 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 yesterday, yesterday. Listen, please, 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 God's or or whatever I pay you. You know, she believes in whatever. There may be something that can turn turn something around and change it. But she said to me, "All I've done, Rick, every day is work really hard." Mm. And this person, that is all she has done. She's worked really hard every hour of the day and kept a lot of people going around her. She's a really kind person. She's a really good person. And, you know, and you just think, you just think, could you have done, you know, could you have done more for you? Or was that what you, you know, is that what mm. you, I suppose, you know, perhaps we're not the one steering the ship. No, perhaps some people, some people, that's the way they are. They like yeah. to help others and that makes them, all you say about giving it away makes you feel good or perhaps that's. It does, but I'll, t- I'll yeah. tell you what, I've got no, I've got no, no sort of coming away from there thinking, or, oh, you know, now I'm going to enjoy every day after seeing someone yeah. like that. If anything, it sort of leaves a bit of a cloud around you and sort of go the other way. And I suppose that's the difference between someone like us who suffers from depression and stuff to someone who may look at the glass sort of R four, if you like. Mm. We we look at we look at well look, life's a, that's it and that's where you end up and that's how it's been. Someone else may think, you know what? Because she's going through that, I'm in her honour. I'm going to enjoy every day. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. that may be, <clears throat> that may just sort of be in our DNA. So look, I'm, I'm going to ask you both. What is that question. noise? Is that you? It's me. Up, I think it's my lead. Yeah, um, God forbid, if you got diagnosed with some awful condition, you know, you only had a month or so to live. Yeah. Would you look back on your life and say, "I've had a good life"? Or would you look back on your life and say, "Parts of it have been good, but depression has fucked up a lot of it." And I, I'm angry over that. Or how would you feel? I think I'd say, yeah, I've, I think I'd say depression has took a, it's fucked up a lot of my life. And the thing with me, a lot of my life, I've been obese and stuff like that. So, mm. which is, uh, you know, a consequence of depression. That's yeah. why that has been my drug of choice. So yeah, I would say it's fucked up. The one, the one thing I would do, hundred percent. Is I would take you out with me. Thank you very much. Because <laughs> there's no way, there's no way I'm going over on my own with you smiling at my. You face. think? Can you imagine the eulogy I'd read out of your funeral? Oh, that's what oh, I mean. That's why. I'm, that's why I you couldn't suffer. have it. What about you, Sam? Uh, I, I don't know. I think I'm. I'm very. I'm very much of the mindset that 
your experiences are what make you. And I think that if mm. I if I hadn't had any of the any of this illness, I think I'd, I'd probably be a bit of an arrogant prick. Um, and you ain't doing bad. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you're, you're quite arrogant. You're good. Right? You know? You're good. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I think it's a, that's. I, I mean, I would change quite a few things. I, I've probably lost a couple of years to you know, not doing stuff because I was too scared to do it, mm-hmm. um, whatever. But I, oh, I don't know, I can't answer It's that. a very difficult question. I, I, I'm I'm kind of, with both of you, I, I look back and think, I, you know, what I've achieved and, I've, you know, I've got a really happy marriage. I've got two kids. I've had two sitcoms away. I've done an all, you know, I've done some oh, weird and wonderful we things in my life. But no, yeah, I'm just saying, but if I, oh, wanted, shut up, I'm trying to, yeah. Where's to, your wife now then? Where is she right this minute? So, but I, I do think, <laughs> he's a mug, go on, carry on. I do think meeting you was the worst fucking thing I've ever did. <laughs> Tell you, really was. Um, uh, yeah, and I, I, I would, I, would you, can I finish? No, I would say, Fuck would you like hell. to be one of them smiley, happy people? Probably no. not. No. 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 So there you are. So, I ain't finished yet. Sorry, sorry, Mark. Yeah, so, okay. and, and, but I do think depression and anxiety has fucked a lot of my life up. But I also agree with Sam that if it hadn't have come along and did what it did, I wouldn't be sitting here now with you and I wouldn't have the life that I'm having now because my journey would have been completely different. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have got taken another route, met different people, done different things. Well, now, so, now that we've know. had the most jovial question brutally cut down and we've talked about the most depressing parts of life so far. What was the question? I don't even know. <laughs> What's the most ridiculous thing you've tried to get rid of oh, depression? Yeah. Oh, yes. All right, okay. No, it's all right. I reckon, I reckon cut you out of my life. That'll be a fucking good start. <laughs> you got um, Right, this is from Jim. Okay. How many questions are there? There's a lot, but this is a good... This, yeah. these, these, there's a collection because a few come in on the same subject. Okay. <laughs> this is from Jim. He says... Yeah. Does the smell of cheese and croissants give Miles flashbacks to the French trip? Ah. Uh, Does Miles refuse to drive a French car in case it gives him flashbacks of the French trip? <laughs> when Miles goes to France now, does he suffer with a general malaise for the whole time he's there? <laughs> Why have you not written and starred in a sitcom about a lovelorn man stuck in France yet? That's very good, actually. Yeah. 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 That would make a good... I'd, I'd love to see that. Yeah. I bet you would. Um I'd love to see you relive, you, you relive pay, that. You could pay my girlfriend, I'd love to it? see you relive it. <laughs> Marco asks, um, Miles needs to tell us more about his trips to France and his toilet stories. So basically, your France trip did have an impact. Oh, it had a huge impact on me. <laughs> but I'll tell you <laughs> no, what. on our listeners. No, <laughs> here's the thing. All right, so here's and the us. thing. And us. If, if I can yeah. say, out yeah. of all the, all the times we've got together, the one thing that's really cheered me up is that... Um, France story. <laughs> that, out, so, out, out, yeah. out of everything, you know. Do you know a bit, I reckon the bit that cheers you up the most is me going down the ferry port and him saying, there's not a ferry for four days. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to go back, <coughs> cap in hand, back to her house going, can I stay here for another four days? You, knowing she's not interested no, in me. No, she's not interested. <laughs> he's, such oh, a, he's so good. It's awful. But, so here, good. but here's the thing. I um, And you had hair at the time, didn't you? I had hair, yeah. I, and, and, I, and just to say... <laughs> Can we put some pictures up with Miles with hair? Yeah, Miles. Yeah, because I'll tell man. you why. You look ridiculous. I look such a prick. Look ridiculous. He, he does yeah. look ridiculous with hair. So, you know, that has definitely been, that has done you a favour losing your, your barnet. I think you're right. And I did, <laughs> do you know what? Here's I've said this before. When I, when I was there, this is the embarrassing bit. I remember when she said to me, 
right, I, you know, I don't think I love you anymore. So I was yeah. absolutely devastated. And it took me so much energy to get out there because I was really struggling with the anxiety and depression yeah. and everything else. And I remember bursting into tears <laughs> and I cried for about half an hour, like way over the top. Like this. In front of her. Oh, yeah. It was oh. like, it was like, yeah, it was like, I know. It was like, it was like I'd lost, it's like I'd lost my family in a car crash. So it was that sort of cathartic, really awful weird. outpouring. But here's the weird thing the following morning, I woke up and I felt the best I'd felt in years. Really? Yes. Even though she'd done that, and I, I, it must have been, I think it was just this huge, re- I was dribble coming out of my nose. It yeah, was all yeah, this yeah, huge yeah. release of, and I wasn't crying all because of her. I was upset, but it started off this, ca- this cascade of like all the bitterness and anger that I'd felt for feeling so shit for so long. And never really got it out, and it all came out. And this, and she thought I was crying oh. over her. I was all, but then I had, well, a, I, think I had a spell of about a year where I felt really good. It seemed to get rid of it. <laughs> it was like I'd, it was like I'd sort of pour bleach around my pipes or something, and just got rid of it all. It was I blocked myself. It was weird. Let me let 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 me um, just come in and analyse that here. <laughs> Go on. Because I read, I read a lot of these books, these self-help books. And what about right? getting dumped in France? Yeah, yeah. I read a lot, a lot of stuff. Audio mainly, but um, <laughs> read read anything. <laughs> what that is, that is acceptance. That's why you felt good because you accepted that no one likes you. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes you. No one's interested in you, and no one's gonna love you. Can you imagine what the meal times are like after that? I'd still go down. We'd all have a meal together. And you for, had to for, have a meal. Uh, yeah, for three, four nights, all sitting there, really awkward. <laughs> and then she'd just go out with her mates you and I'd be stuck at home. You mean she go out with well, it wasn't a mate, she was going out with the other geese and you were just sitting in the corner with a croissant with your eyes filled up. <laughs> so <laughs> little little bit of brie. It was little bit of brie it that was, was on the turn. Terrible. Little, uh, little uh, blue little blue bits in the brie. Right. It was on the turn. Go I've on. just realised we've missed one question. Oh, but right. it's a simple one. Very on simple. In. Okay. I could probably answer it myself very easily. Go on in. Marco says, does uh, does fitness really help with depression and anxiety? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Or or, or trying to get fit or just doing, you know, yeah. exercise. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, it does for us. Yes, it does for us. We can't say for everyone. Yes, it does for us because, you know, perhaps those people go out there and try it and, it, and it, you know, and it still doesn't do the trick and makes them feel worse. But my experience, I've never, ever come away from doing any kind of sort of training or anything and thinking, I wish I'd never done that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I always that's, I think that's the main point. Yeah. Is you never come away going, no. I wish I'd never done and that. And you, you know what? And, and you know, Glad I did the, the build-up can be horrible to it. And sometimes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes even the doing it it's, it's can horrible. feel shit. But when you shower off after... You feel fucking it, it, amazing. You feel, you do, you think, oh, thank God I've done that. You right, know, and I, I, I think you're right. I think there's two things that happen for me when I do it. One is the obvious thing about the endorphins and actually doing the exercise and it's good for you. But the second thing I think is the thanking yourself for getting off your ass and actually bothering to do it. Because it'd be so easy just not to bother. It's yeah. so much easier not to bother doing things. Yeah. And actually bothering to go there, get changed, go in and do it and come out, I think is a, you know, you can... It's a nice feeling, isn't it? You yeah. bothered. Well, yeah, you're telling so. you're telling you that you're trying. Aren't you? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think that that's helps. What you're doing. Absolutely. <laughs> that's everything. That's all the questions. I oh, think that's it. So we we, <clears throat> we 
we're sort of done, really, aren't we? Yeah. We are. Um, it's a good job, too. It's what, a long episode. It's quite <laughs> a long episode. Yeah, it's quite a long episode. But then I suppose, you know, it's going to be a long episode because it's almost just happened. Um, what, with Megan and yeah, Harry? Oh, that. God, it's so, yeah, tragic. I can't get it out of my head. No, I can't stop thinking about it. That's why I was late this morning. I was just yeah. crying about that. Just driving around just driving around in circles thinking, what do I do? Yeah. What do I do? What do I need to do about this? I just went around the Hemel roundabout <laughs> nine times just trying to work out what, <laughs> oh, what, which, which direction to go. Yeah, the magic roundabout. Magic terrible. roundabout. Um, right. Uh, little call to action. Um, if anyone wants to get hold of us, uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, just search Happy and You Know It. We've got, we've got the website, which is www.happyandyouknowit.co.uk. You can email us at hugs at happyandyouknowit.co.uk. Um, and yeah, just uh, give us a little retweet, push push, push us on your friends if they're not feeling too good. Um, and keep yeah, keep sending your questions if you've got any keep more questions. They're always questions nice in, to yeah. have. And, um, and also, and just questions, but if, you, if you've got any sort of advice we, we can impart onto viewers, just saying about... I tried this and it's really helpful or I haven't I've tried that and it wasn't. Yeah, any of um, your experiences, or, success yeah. stories is always great. Or not success stories, yeah. anti success stories. Yeah. Uh and failure stories. Failure stories are great. Uh, <laughs> as they, uh as they were. and we'll put um we'll put links onto those um those books we're talking about as well. Yes. So yeah, yeah we'll do that. We'll do that. Um that's it really. You wanna say anything else, Ricky, before we uh, go? <laughs> not really. Right, see you later. <laughs> Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.